What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Weekly Recap Podcast. I thought it had a more official name, but it doesn't. So it's just the Weekly Recap Podcast. We are joined today with the most beautiful, lovely Keith Kleins and yes. my favorite person on the planet. Yay! Thanks for having me, TC. Megan. <laughs> Megan. And then Mr. Too Tight Pants, Isaac. Isaac. <clears throat> hey, Isaac. How's Did you going? guys even know they made that size, this medium? <laughs> it's medium. For those, li- those listening in, you can't see because obviously you're not watching. You're listening, but Isaac's pants if, are so, so tight. If we had an ad, if we got sponsored. <laughs> we could do like like Dad. Sam's like, Club would sponsor. Sam's Club. The pants that I have on are from <laughs> Sam's Club. And like Keith pointed out earlier before we started recording, these pants are $15. And I would wear them every single day if I could. I agree. I agree. Hey, would you describe your build as uh, husky? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. He is not husky. I don't think he is. I just wanted to know if he would. I I don't don't think you want to start down this road, TC. Brown. Go on. I, I know you are way younger than me. Oh my god! But oh when I would go to Kmart as a kid, Kmart. What's a Kmart? Have you uh, ever I walked? They're shutting down. So that was I haven't note. seen one. Uh, I did know that. They actually. shut down like ten years That's ago. What I didn't they? Like the like the last one, like finally shut down like a couple weeks ago. Or something. Rip, that's sad. Yeah. But that used to be the place, Kmart. They did. But you would go there, and they had a husky section. <laughs> They don't do that anymore because kids, kids need you know, counseling after that. Well, yeah, kids are so fragile. But I used to have to. Now? Can I, you imagine though walking up to someone? Saying, like, What's the He's like, oh. <laughs> or you're like a kid and your grandma's checking your pant size and she's like, "Oh, it's fourteen huskies." Oh gosh, that's funny. I meant I had to go to the husky. As a my kid? jeans on the back of them said. Husky. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Hey, we have a uh, we have a hope center right behind the church. <laughs> Some counseling. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. You're not husky, Keith. I don't think you're husky for the record, Isaac. I just Oh. I'm you. just laughing at like how someone would identify their own build. Like Yeah, how I'm did tall. We get here? I don't know. I just was thinking How would you knows. identify your own build? Uh, what everyone else would say. Oh, tall Medium build. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Like tall, slim, dark, and handsome. <laughs> okay, you're not Tom Selleck. I didn't say anything about a mustache. <laughs> th- what do you mean? How tall is Tom Selleck? I don't think he's that tall. Oh my gosh. That brings us to um, the question of the day. <clears throat> Go on. Um, I would love to know y'all's favorite and least favorite vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Really oh, I'll, I'll start. My least favorite one is it a beet? Oh, the bleh. one that tastes like dirt. Oh my god, those are awful. I agree. Um, I've never had a beet, so that that cannot be my least favorite. Celery yeah. is my least favorite. I like oh, dude, celery. I, I like celery. Dude, yeah, yeah. I hate it. Um, no, dude, Jesus. celery with peanut butter in it. Nope. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. delicious. Yes. Celery, yes. dunk it in buffalo sauce. Can't yeah. Oh, but you're not a I've, spice. I've heard guy. Keith that uh, celery pre- prevents huskiness. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you uh, can you send me that article? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. What's your favorite uh, vegetable? My favorite vegetable. <laughs> gosh. Um. Gosh, I would say squash. 
Wow. Like, like squash casserole or just like squash? That does not no, count as... Not if you put, in a, cas- you put like, in a casserole, it's no longer a vegetable. I just mean like sauteed or like with butter on them and garlic and all that. Yeah. Wow. Unhealthy vegetable. That is a healthy a vegetable. A casserole is an unhealthy vegetable. <laughs> I didn't say casserole. <laughs> yeah, so squash and then... Uh, Pretty little- much you have to put butter on all vegetables to Dude, make yes. them good. Yes. Those, no, uh, I can eat raw carrots. I can eat raw I carrots. Love raw I don't carrots. love raw carrots. Uh, my favorite vegetable, <clears throat> tomato. Oh, versatile. Wait, that's a fruit. Tomato's what? a fruit. Yes. Tomato is a fruit. Look what? it up, bro. Look it up. Okay. For for this question, tomato <laughs> no. is a vegetable. No. Okay, then fine. Mine's banana. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tomato is that's a fruit. A fruit. <laughs> That is a fruit. Think about how versatile tomatoes are. It's you can a fruit. put them on a sandwich. Hey, it, it's true. A you can put them in Italian dishes. I agree. You, you can put make them ketchup. on ketchup. Uh, right. You can on make pizza. salsa out Sa- of them. Uh, Sauce. Salsa. Salsa. Like mm. we got Italian, Hispanic. So you like it for its versatility, even though. Yeah, versatility. even though it's a fruit. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you could just slice one up, throw some salt and pepper <laughs> yeah. on it, and just eat it. Like what's that. your I What's your least favorite? Like... Celery. Oh, that was it. Okay. Yeah. So what's your favorite, Keith? Um, my favorite vegetable is probably zucchini. Zucchini is good. Zucchini squash. squash. Yeah, Yeah, the squash family. It's a good family. Um, (laughs) I like collard greens a lot, but I think you have to put lots of oil and butter or bacon in them. So I don't know that they would still be considered a vegetable after my grandmother gets done with them. I'm starving right now. I know (laughs) collard greens. uh, mixed with cornbread, pinto beans. Just mix that up in a bowl, and I'll eat it for days. I don't eat beans. beans. Why? Put pinto beans in your collard greens, dude. Yes, yeah. I've done that before. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's good. Put right. it in a bowl. Throw some butter mm-hmm. on top of that. I eat mm. no beans or peas. Why? I don't like them. I don't. I don't like. I don't like them. Okay. Can imagine Keith as a child. Sounds like Sam. I am. I don't like them. Sam. I am. <laughs> Keith's like I'll take chicken nuggets. Megan, what? What is your favorite and least favorite? Favorite <clears throat> those Brussels sprouts at Ox Kitchen. It's my favorite. It's so good. Specifically, my least favorite is beets. I agree. I cannot. Beets I don't want them close to me. I don't want them in oh. anything. They smell and taste like dirt. Where have y'all had beets before? I had them in a salad once. And it- mm. So I went to this juice bar, and this lady like sold me on. Dude, it's got. She goes, and it also has beet juice in it. And I didn't think about it. That's true. And I got it, and it ruins the drink. It smells it's terrible so, too. It's such a pronounced flavor. It ruins the drink. We'll bring mm. you some. We'll bring you. It's beet awful. Juice next time. Hey, another fruit or fruit vegetable that I cannot stand: eggplant. Hmm. Oh, oh, I love fried eggplant. Yeah, I've like never had it fried, but, but I like eggplant. it fried. My grandmother fries oh. it. It's delicious, dude. Okay, we should probably start We're with like the real eight things. minutes in. <laughs> the real stuff. Those are some great, great questions. We are in week two of Walkworthy. We skipped some weeks. And this verse, excuse me, this series is centered around some verses inside uh, chapter four, the book of Ephesians. It says this, the first three verses, I therefore a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. There it is. That's the title to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness and with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, which is what uh, we will talk about today. Um, Keith is with us today because, you know, that's, this is his week. So the whole premise of the series is when you do a little bit of a deep dive on walking worthy, it is kind of a, a vague, instructive 
thing for us. And if you, again, do a deep dive on walk worthy, it literally means to become worthy, or in our case, become more like Jesus. So how how can we become more like Jesus when it comes to uh, gentleness and humility? And of course, when it comes to this week, talking about peace and unity. So questions for the class. What, what comes to mind when you think about peace and unity in the land of following Jesus? Not everyone at once. <laughs> I think we have peace and unity wrong most okay. of the time. I think this generation thinks peace means no conflict. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's true. Yep. And passive. If you look at scripture as a whole, I never see no conflict in the scripture. And so I think this generation gets fed a bunch of. You mean you see conflict often? Often. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. And so I think we are fed especially in today's society and, you know, find your peace. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, is that there's going to be no trouble with it. Yeah. Well, that's just not the case, especially right. when we're called to make disciples. Mm-hmm. It, it also does not magnify Jesus in that to find your peace. Correct. <clears throat> it's, it's highlighting you. You find your peace. That's comfortable. What you prefer regardless of what Jesus says. (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. I think you can even look at, even if away from, let's say away from church, maybe if you don't go to church, what, like you can even look at people who love the Lord or are following God and then people, and then the world and just look at the fruit of peace to me. I think it's one of those things that's so outwardly measurable. Like to me, even if I didn't know Jesus, I think I would be able to look at a, a believer and then look at someone in the world who's just constantly chasing after something that can never fully be satisfied. Like I think there's a very, um, a, a very outward attribute to, to peace that that God gives us, right? And then I think that overflows in our relationships and what it's supposed to look like. But I agree with Keith. I think sometimes actually the way we handle conflict and pursue peace can be one of the most outward things that we can do to to show to non-believers is oh you know isaac and i got in a fight but i'm going to pursue peace with him because i love jesus i'm not canceling him i'm not saying you know negative things about him i'm going to work towards unity and work towards peace and i think the world does not do that and so that is what sets us apart as believers and you know it all it is how we walk worthy you're becoming more like jesus Yeah, I see. I see unity, uh, especially just in this spiritual sense, sort of thing. As as just followers of Jesus, as we all are like chasing after one goal, one mission, right? To go into the ends of the earth, to go to our family, our sports teams, our whatever it is, our friends. Like if we're supposed to uh, uh, share the name of Jesus, like if that is our one mission, well, almost like a basketball team. Uh, each player has a specific role on the team. Uh, if you took if you took the 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 the, the tallest and uh, most uncoordinated guy on the team and asked him to bring the ball up and down the court to play point guard, well, that team wouldn't be very successful. Mm-hmm. But if you put him down there to get all the rebounds, well, the team probably would be successful. Those two different types of players they're chasing after the one goal. 
However, they do have different roles in achieving that goal. And I see just us as believers, man, I know I can reach some people. Uh, I can, I, I can reach some people with my specific skill set, but I know other people can reach other people because of their specific skill set. And that's how I see unity play out. Does that make sense at mm-hmm. all? Yeah. 100%. Yep. That's that's just how I see unity play out just in this uh in this life as we're journeying together uh in a unified uh uh, uh formation and a unified journey together uh just we each have our own specific uh ways uh callings that God gives us. However, we're all trying to accomplish the one goal uh that God has all given us. Yeah. That's good. That's it's cool cuz uh Unity does not equal uniformity. Like everyone needs to look like me and act like me. Uh, I I I don't know why you you saying that reminded me of this. It's like pursuing unity and being a a lover of truth. To me, those things have to be synonymous. So it's like regardless of your introvert or extrovertness or your enneagram number or your personality type or whatever. It's like above all else because of the shared bond we have in that we love Jesus. We have to pursue Jesus or pursue truth in every circumstance. Right, Keith? Isn't that what you're getting at? Like right. in the context of conflict, even it's no like, Hey, we peace is the goal here because Jesus is the goal here. Mm-hmm. You right? know, I think everything leads from Christ and him crucified, mm-hmm. you know, and Ephesians two says this, it says, Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups, talking about Jews and Gentiles. Um, And it says, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility. And I think that's a lot of times we deal, and especially students right now, it's such a hostile, they Mm -hmm. are so hostile (laughs) a lot of times to one another. But if, if we can just get in, our heads that Christ and him crucified reconciled us and made us so that we can live in peace and unity uh, because of his crucifixion and what he went through that we don't have to. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of times I think that we try to relive his death in our own lives so much when we can just realize if we submit and say, God, I just give you myself. Yep. That it can change us. Yeah, I would. I would even say that hostility, <clears throat> it's unharnessed passion. If you think about it, right? Like, like a teenager, especially, is wired to be. There's nothing wrong with being passionate, but when that is un, when that has no leash, no reins, it is hostile and it's reckless. Right, and and causes chaos. Right, and if you look that's a good at word. if you look at our society today, it's uh, that's one word I would say that leads it is chaos. Mm-hmm. And Christ came so that we don't have to live in the chaos. Yeah. I think, I mean, too, just even like what you guys are talking about, and it kind of meshes with what Isaac was saying as well, is like I think where I can get overly passionate about something and then I'm like not asking my friend, or I'm asking my friend to be equally passionate, or this makes me mad, or this stirs my soul, or what. and then I think some of the, hostility actually comes from me expecting that from someone else or me being insecure because I don't feel the same way that that someone else feels about something or I'm, I didn't make dogwood or I, I didn't get into this college or I didn't get this scholarship. 
all of a sudden, like, that's not my role. That's yeah. not what God has called me to do. And so I can easily get jealous, which causes division, which causes chaos, which like deletes unity. And so I think the more that we can live in the role that God has called us to be, the worthy of my calling, not TC's calling, not Keith's calling, like my calling, that we can live out our position or whatever place we've been given in the kingdom of God. And I think that is where we actually find peace is when I recognize exactly how I've been created, what I've created to do, what God's called me to do. And I can celebrate and appreciate what Isaac has been created to do. Your and role he's been called. Team, yeah. Like my role in yeah. the team. I don't, I don't want a team full of sinners or point guards, you know, like we need everybody. And so, but also being able to celebrate if I'm a sinner celebrating the point guard, like I can't yeah. do this without you. Yeah. We can't, we can't accomplish the goal without each other yeah. and, and celebrating those differences. And I think also understanding that, you don't have to be part of the chaos. Yeah. I mean, Psalms 23 says this. It says, even when I go through death Valley, I'm not afraid. When you walk at my side, you trust your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. And then it says this, it says, you serve me a six course dinner right in front of my enemies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think that students think that, Hey, I have to become part of what's going on around me. If, and if we would just realize that we can be at peace because God is peace. Mm-hmm. He's the Prince of Peace. Yep. That it ch- kind of changes the world for us. That's perfect. Yeah. And this is what I love just later on in Ephesians 4. Uh, I think, I think, I think this is like the end goal. Like whenever we begin to walk worthy of the calling that God has given us, and we are pursuing that, that unity in Ephesians 4 14, it says, then we will no longer be immature like children. We will not be tossed and blown about every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Then later on in mm-hmm. verse 16, it says that you will be healthy and growing and full of love. And I think that's that that that's the end goal of unity. That's the that's the finish line or the where we're going to whenever you begin to step into walking worthy whenever you begin to step into that unity and believing that God has a unique purpose uh, for your life uh, and truly believing that and I think that's where it leads us awesome well guys thanks so much for <clears throat> tuning back in as we picked up on our weekly recap um, we talk about unity we will be back next week for a surprise topic because I don't know it's all in my head <laughs> see you next week eat your vegetables eat your vegetables <laughs>